Hello, and welcome to the Victorious Living Christian Counseling Podcast. My name is Crystal Ridlin, and I'm a licensed mental health counselor in the state of Indiana, and I'm a licensed professional counselor in the state of Texas and in the state of Missouri. It's been a minute since I've had my last podcast. I was at a Christian counseling conference in Florida um, for a whole week, and then when I returned several times, I came into the office to record a podcast and had it all planned and two or three different times for whatever reason my internet went out and so and I can't record a podcast at my home because like many of you I have children and we live in our house so it can be pretty loud um so anyway today's podcast is actually going to be on how to handle the anger from other people So how to live victoriously by learning how to handle the anger of others in a healthy way. This is kind of a um, part two of my initial podcast, um, the one before this one, which was on how to handle our own anger. Where does anger originate? What causes it? Um, What does it mean? And how do we deal with it? And most importantly, what does the Bible say about anger? So today is going to be part two. We're going to be dealing with the anger of other people. This is a very important topic. And today's uh, podcast is actually going to be a little bit shorter. And so um, hopefully I can keep this in about 15 minutes or under. So let's get right to it, shall we? So the first thing is, how do you handle? The question is, how do we handle anger that comes from other people? And this is a tough one. So anger is everywhere, especially right now in our day and age. Anger is rampant. Tension is rampant. We've all, probably all of us have lost some level of friendship or um, relationship due to disagreements in politics, disagreements in um, mask regulations, vaccine regulations, etc. There's a lot of this stuff going on in our world right now. I've talked about it. Um, many times on this podcast, but all of these things, we have a lot of tension in our world. In fact, we also have a lot of um, road rage. So just if you've been on the road, anybody who drives will hear stories about how people are just being more and more aggressive on the road, more and more um, risky. Like here I'm living in Texas and people drive really fast and there are people who purposely drive really fast and cut in front of you because they literally are playing a real life version of their favorite video game uh, about racing. It's very dangerous. This ignites within us a lot of anger. And in these cases, it's a righteous anger. Like we should be angry when people are unnecessarily putting other people's lives at risk. So anyway, so here we are. We're talking about the anger of other people. Today, we're going to talk about just anger in general, how to deal with it from other people. But I think we're going to hone in and and be more specific about how to deal with anger of the people that we love the most. How do we handle anger from our, from our parents, from our spouse, from our children, from our friends? And we're just going to kind of figure out how should we biblically handle anger when it comes at us? So the first thing is, and it would be a help, it will be very helpful for you guys to listen to the first um, 
podcast on anger, the one before this one, because I think it's going to help you even with dealing with somebody else's anger. Because if you know where the anger is originating from, then you'll have more compassion, empathy, and a better handle on managing this type of anger. So first of all, whenever somebody is angry, um, different people have different reactions to the anger of other people. For example, um, I grew up around a lot of anger. And when people were angry, oftentimes my life was at risk. I had a very, very abusive alcoholic stepfather. My mother was very angry and abusive. Um, and my siblings, too, were much older than me. I was um, much younger than my siblings. And so they would get very angry. And oftentimes, there's sometimes anger would come when they were sober. A lot of times, anger would come when they weren't sober. And so I learned growing up that anger was danger. That if somebody was angry, it meant that my life could be at risk. Other people's lives could be at risk. It was not a safe situation. So fast forward, uh, I get married. I have a family. Um, I started to realize that I have these triggers to any kind of anger. So even if my husband is just a little bit irritable, like my brain perceived that as being real danger and I had to work on handling my emotions in this situation. But regardless, if, you, if you've grown up in a, a home where there wasn't a lot of anger and it wasn't used um, and as a weapon for you, so to speak, you're still not going to like anger from other people. It's ingrained in us to not like anger, to be kind of have an adverse reaction to people who are angry. So the first thing. Um, I've had to learn is that I need to breathe, right? Um, so often when people are angry, we don't realize it, but we actually begin to hold our breath. This is something that we do anytime we're feeling uncomfortable or anxious. We tend to like kind of shallow breathe. We breathe for survival versus breathing for um, calmness, so to speak. So one of the big things I will teach my clients, regardless of what their issue is, if it's anxiety, if it's depression, if it's um, anger management, if it's trauma, the first thing I begin teaching them from day one is to breathe, to take five times a day and just breathe and breathe very deeply and plan it every morning when you get in the car to leave for work. Take five really deep, big breaths around lunchtime or when you take a go outside and you just need a moment. Use that time to take a really big, deep breath. Okay. Five, five really big, deep breaths. Um, so the first thing, and oftentimes I talk about this is the practice, the pause. So I learned this, God taught me this as I was working with my kids when they were little and anybody who has little kids knows that kids can kind of get under your nerves, you can get kind of stressed because everybody wants something and you're only one person. So the first thing I learned in being able to calm myself to have a healthy response was to take a big deep breath and to pause. And in that pause, as you're breathing, 
You want to say, God, calm me. Calm my spirit and give me your wisdom. Something amazing happens when we just take a moment to pause. It's not our go-to response. It's not our fleshly response, but it is the most helpful thing that we can do to make sure that we're responding in a Christ-like manner. So the first thing to do is breathe and breathe all the time um, and plan it in your day. I love my Apple Watch because several times throughout the day, it kind of, without me knowing it, it's taking my oxygen, I don't know if it takes my oxygen level, to test my heart rate and different things. And suddenly I'll just get this like little message on my watch saying, take a deep breath. And it wants to lead me through a mindfulness type one minute exercise. Very, very helpful. So um, I'm going to go to Proverbs 1, 1 through 7. And it says, The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning guide guidance, or let the discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Um, I love those verses here because it's really um, just reminding us of how important it really is to to heed instruction and to learn from people who have maybe gone before and have experienced this issue. Um, one of the things that has surprised me is that um, I one of my specialized my specialization areas as a counselor is helping people with anger management. I never thought that I would really do this because honestly, I get kind of triggered when people are angry. And so to see myself kind of mold into this area where um, I've been able to help with God, of course, like he's the guide on everything that I do, but with God as the guide, um, I've come alongside people and we've been able to work through helping them understand their anger. And I've been able to hear um, my clients, children say things to me like, you know, my dad used to have an anger problem or my mom used to have an anger problem, but it's so much better now since they've started therapy. And that makes me really happy. So if, if you or somebody in your family has an anger problem, please find a really good counselor because that's going to help you figure out why the anger is there. The anger is a um, signal, a warning that something else is going on inside, okay? Um, so the next thing, when somebody comes at you and they're angry, so say somebody walks in and they, you know, maybe start, maybe it's a child, maybe it's a spouse, and they're upset because the kitchen hasn't been cleaned. Our, our initial reaction is to respond with, well, what's your, what's your problem? Like, you could have done it, right? But if we can actually take a deep breath and think, wow, there's probably more going on here than what we realize, um, 
in most situations, right? And we're going to talk about if this is like just an emotional abuse, verbal abuse, physical abusive situation, what to do. But this is like, you know, somebody who is very loving and um, just like normal family member stuff. Um, they're just frustrated with something. Um, what we're going to actually want to do in that moment is we want to actually validate what they're feeling, right? One of the things I've heard is no woman, no wife has ever calmed down because the husband said, calm down. Actually, that makes people more angry. So if our initial reaction is to tell them to stop feeling what they're feeling, well, they're already full blown into this moment. And so the best thing to do is actually to, to say, oh man, what I hear you saying is that you're really frustrated because the kitchen didn't get done. I imagine if you've worked all day that you might come home and feel that way. Um, and what can I do to help, right? That has a tendency to kind of bring things down by like, especially if you were supposed to do the dishes before, you know, your working spouse came home or whatever. Um, another thing is say like, there's been many times where my kids have come home and something has really triggered them or hurt them at school. And so they walk in and rarely, rarely do they walk in and say, mama, my um, friend ignored me or somebody called me a name on the bus or the teacher um, like thought that I did something that I didn't do. Like rarely are they going to come in and say these like thoughtful things. They're going to actually come in. They're going to be grumpy. They're going to be edgy. They may actually come in and be like and throw their backpack down. So if our initial reaction in that situation is to say, now don't you come in here angry like that, what are we going to do? We're actually going to make them more angry, right? Um, one of the stories I'd like to share, we've talked about my daughter who had a, a pretty significant health issue over the summer. And um, one of these, uh, one of the stories that stands out to me that really helps me in, in sharing this piece is that my daughter was, um, she kept having this high fever. And one of the things I kept doing is checking her temperature when I would start to see in her eyes that she wasn't feeling good. And at one point, we were on vacation, her and I, so we really wanted to be at the beach and she was very discouraged. And So one, one particular afternoon, we were going to the beach um, just to get her out a little bit and try to help her feel better. And I noticed that her eyes, we, when we left the house, she didn't have a fever. And then by the time we got to the beach, I could tell that her fever was coming up. So we had the thermometer with us, her and I said, Hey, honey, can you check your temperature real quick? So she checked her temperature. And of course it was like 1017. She wasn't contagious. She actually had um, something else going on with her body that needed medical attention. Um, so anyway, but when she um, checked her temperature, all of a sudden, this is so not, and it's not like my daughter, it's completely out of character. She took that thermometer and she chucked it forward and, um, and just threw it in the car. And I was like, I couldn't believe it at first. Um, but quickly, it didn't take me long to realize that I was disappointed because our vacation was being interrupted by this illness that we found out was very life-threatening but um and so I said honey mommy doesn't think you're angry as much as you are just really sad and disappointed and 
at that point, she just started crying and telling me that she was like, just wanted to be at the beach and she can't believe this is happening and she wants to feel better. And, and so I validated what she was feeling. And I'm like, honey, mommy's feeling the same exact feelings that you are. And that's okay. And then after that, I said, but sometimes when we get upset like that, we need to be really careful not to throw things because like you could have hit me or, you know, you could have broken something or, um, but it's okay. I understand this time, you know, it was the best response in the moment because like I understood where she was coming from. Right. Had I yelled at her when she threw that, she would have just been more and more and more overwhelmed and disappointed and upset. So I was able to defuse the situation by just simply validating what she was feeling. Say your husband's outside working in the yard and a tool that he's working with, um, maybe the lawnmower or something is not working. He's very frustrated. He comes in, he's like, Brr. all of a sudden, my inclination is to calm him down as fast as possible because I don't like feeling uncomfortable. I don't like it at all. So, but I've learned the best thing to do is to actually um, to say, wow, like, I'm really sorry that, that that tool isn't working. That has to be very frustrating. I know you spend a lot of time working on it and I know you've been working hard. Um, maybe you should just, you know, go take a walk or go take a shower and, you know, just have some time to yourself and I'll take care of things here. Um, when I respond that way, it goes really well. The next thing is we, we do not want to shame people when they're going through a difficult time like this. We don't want to say you should be ashamed of yourself. Like if I would have said that to my daughter, it would have crushed her spirit at that moment. Um, and I think that anger is actually a, a, a normal emotion that we feel. And so by making somebody feel shameful, it's only going to actually make their, like, their anger worse and more eruptive rather than calm them down. Um, so one thing I want to point out is that oftentimes when we're angry, we have this reaction. When people around us have this reaction, they're what we call flooded, okay? And what flooded means is that emotions get overwhelming to the system. A lot of toddlers have this. And so if we're yelling at the toddler because they're throwing a tantrum, then we're actually going to just make the either the child to get tired because they're scared and, you know, or the toddler is going to keep screaming. And so the best thing is to just be like, hey, honey, take a deep breath. Um, and let's calm down. It's okay. We're going to figure it out. We're going to work through this together. And so they're flooded. And what that means is the emotions are just so overwhelming. And if you were to take the oxygen, like your, um, do one of the O2 sensors and put it on your finger where it tests your oxygen and your heart rate, your heart rate is going to be over 100. That's just what happens when you're flooded. So, um, that's one thing to think about is whenever you're upset like this, when somebody around you is upset with, is angry, they are most likely flooded. And so the best thing to do is to do like calming type things um, to help them to kind of get their heart rate back down and then they can have conversations. This is one of the biggest mistakes we make as married couples 
And, um, and I often, I often talk to my couples about this in my office and my husband and I do the same thing when we're angry and we're yelling at each other, nothing good's going to come out of that. We're not thinking logically. We're not thinking about the other person's needs. We're not thinking about what Jesus wants. We're just angry. So the best thing is to take a time out to say, I'm taking a time out. I need a minute. Even if this is with your child, you're angry and you need a break. You just tell the child, mommy's going to go. I'm going to go into the other room. I'm going to calm down. I want you to go and calm down, go in your room and play or whatever. And then when your heart rate is returned and you'll know without actually having to tell it, because you'll be breathing normally, you'll feel back at yourself. Then you can go back and deal with whatever that was, whether it was a couple's conversation that was heated or whether it was dealing with your child. So take a break, walk away. Don't walk away from the relationship. Say, I'm not walking away from the relationship. I'm just walking away to take a break to calm down because I love you and I don't want to hurt our relationship. Um, this is a good time when things are calmed down to say, I feel when you because. I feel sad when you raise your voice at me because... I grew up with people who yelled at me a lot and it puts me in an uncomfortable situation. Okay. So that's the first thing. Um, next I want to talk about if you are in an emotionally, physically, sexually, verbally unsafe environment. And this is like, this is huge. This is not any kind of like anger that can be just worked through, through these steps. This is, you need to be safe. You need to get away. You need to have a plan. You need to get a professional on board who knows how to deal with domestic violence because those types of things are not okay and they can't be dealt with just through these things. There has to be other interventions. There has to be um, safety interventions put into place to ensure that you're safe because that is not okay. So if somebody's angry and they're hitting you, not okay. If somebody's angry and they're threatening you, um, not okay. Okay, that's this is not the kind of anger we're talking about. We're talking about regular anger um, between um, people where it can be managed through some of these techniques. Um, the other thing to remember um, that's about this is the only thing that can work in those extreme cases where there's like extreme emotional, um, physical, sexual, or verbal abuse is to remember that staying is not going to make it better. It won't. And so the thing that will make it better is, and keeping it secret, not going to make it better. It needs to be brought into the light and you need to do it in a way with a professional who can help you know how to do it where everything will be safe. A lot of times I've actually seen when, when these people who have this like explosive, damaging, destructive anger are held accountable in this way, I've seen quite often where they actually do the work to get better. They start going to counseling, they start going to church um, because they don't want to lose the people they love. And so that's actually really encouraging news. So holding up boundaries and saying, I don't deserve to be treated this way. I'm not going to be hit. I'm not going to be screamed at like this on a regular basis. Um, and you're not going to put me down and make me feel worthless and like not a valuable human being. 
God does not call us to be in those types of relationships. And here in Proverbs 15, 18, it says, a hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms a quarrel, okay? Um, another verse that I really like um, is Proverbs 22, 24. And here it says, do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered. Um, and another one is Proverbs. Um, looking for it here. It's Proverbs 145, 8. And it says, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. That's our goal, folks, is to be slow to anger, compassionate, and full of grace. And it's hard to do those things when somebody's coming at us and they're bringing anger for whatever reason. But if we can respond in that way, again, in the situation where it can be helpful and that we can actually work through it on our own because it's not abusive, it's not destructive um, in that sense then we can actually do a lot of good in our family and in our relationships. Um, so I think that's pretty much the podcast for today. I tried to keep it pretty short, shorter than normal. Um, if you guys have any questions about this, please um, reach out to somebody like a, a trusted biblical counselor, a wise friend. Um, if you're in an abusive situation like we've talked about, please get a professional on board and figure out a way because God didn't call you to live in a situation like that. He says that he came so that we can have abundant life and to live life fully. That doesn't sound like a God who's calling us to just stay in an unhealthy relationship because, you know, that's what we should do to make it better because that's not the case. So I wish you all the best. If you guys have any questions that you would like for me to talk about on the podcast, please email me at victoriouslivingcounseling at yahoo.com. And also, if you don't mind, please just subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. I would really like for people to be able to get access to some of this information because that's why the Lord put it on my heart to start this so that I can hopefully you like share what God has put on my heart and the wisdom that you know, he's shown me throughout my time as a counselor to help people out there who may not be ready or willing at this time to seek professional help. So that would be great. I appreciate you guys. Um, and I wish you the best. I hope you have a wonderful week and God bless.